0: On the road, on the road On
1: the road, on the road Hello and welcome to the episode of the Nintendo RTM Podcast I am Triforce Todd, joining me today is Warrior Will
2: Uh, yep, it's that time again. It's yep, September is finally ending. We're heading to October. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, I'm bringing that joke back. I'm sorry, but I'm, I, that joke is just too too good to not pass to pass up.
1: <laughs> For those of you playing our home game, you might recall that a few weeks ago I asked Will if he wanted me to continue the tradition, and he's like, "What tradition? Do you know? Wake you up when September ends." And then he told me, "I'll let you know when September ends." And now there you go.
2: gotta be consistent it's all
1: it's all connected (laughs) ladies and gentlemen and of course there's skull kid scott
3: hello i don't have as cool of an introduction as that to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i want
1: to note once again that it's a good thing we're not actually making money off this show because we'd be copyright stricken by like everything that will does when he does his intro (laughs) he, he, he did the rock theme song he's done uh uh, reference uh, clips from animes. He's done gifs, which I honestly don't really matter. And then, of course, now full musical tracks. So yeah, yeah, we would be copyright stricken by this one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, all right, we actually have a, a very fun show for you today, including us doing for the first time ever a musical number. No, we're not, but <laughs> we, <laughs> we thought are, about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I would sing. I, I actually do have a voice, apparently. That sounded stupid, because, of course, I have a voice. That's why I I could talk, and thus I can host. You're welcome. (laughs) I have a good singing voice. That's what I meant to say. But uh, we will be talking about a a track for, like, the first time, like, officially. So uh, that'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, we got got an interesting main event, lots of news. But, of course, we're going to start off with what have you been playing? I don't know. My weekend was pretty light. You know, Mm-mm. wasn't a major event going on or anything that you know confounds me and convinces me that humanity is going to die a slow, painful death. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not at all. No. Oh yeah. All three of us, uh, in varying levels, were playing the Splatfest over the weekend. Uh, I, again, it was Team Gear versus Team Grub versus Team Fun. Uh, me and Scott were on Team grub you were on grub right or did you go to yes gear? okay i went to grub and, okay and then will was team gear
0: <laughs>
1: and uh yeah team gear won, and somehow <laughs> team fun got second place not only that they were apparently the most popular team they had they there was like a pre run or a test run or something before the thing even started and they won that somehow they were in the lead by mm-hmm. the time we got to the tricolor battles and we're just like what
2: yes yes that was definitely quite a surprise like and when the when the splash has began there was like how many conscious were were sent. To, uh, pre matchup and yeah apparently fun was definitely like the op well people like fun of course naturally
1: but again so, you're, you're bringing it to deserted island did people just not understand the question we talked about this last week on the show if you bring fun to an island you are going uh, to
2: die apparently and, they don't care so they, don't they
3: care. just want to have fun while, while last like long life apparently is what their motto is there you go <laughs> it's
1: like we might as well make it a party island dude i mean if we might as well go out with a bang you know? <laughs> oh, all right so let's talk about our uh our experiences with this uh i had <sighs> gosh mm-hmm. okay on friday i actually got into the Splatfest fest uh kind of early 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 enough and Uh, when i started playing i actually had a decent run i got into like the third rank within a couple of matches it wasn't that bad then i did two or three major play sessions on saturday and no two on saturday and two on sunday that was it and my first one on saturday was like one of the worst rounds of splatoon i have ever played because every i had like a losing streak of like 10 to 15 matches it was it was maddening i didn't i don't know what what, i I was not doing anything wrong i guarantee you i was i was inking my territory i was you know trying to you know make a push at the end when we were down and i don't know what was going on with my teammates but i was like paired up with some of the worst players (laughs) and these are people that even had times had higher rankings than me it was crazy and I was just like, what? "What? Why is this happening?" And so I kept like, you know, jumping in a new team, jumping in a new team, and I was just going like eight losses, nine losses, ten losses in a row. I refused to get up from my bed until I finally got a win. And then when I did get that win, it was by 05 percent,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was
1: like, "I'm done. I'm out. I'm goodbye." Uh, and then on Sunday, I uh, at the very end of the Splatfest because I played like right up until five. Uh, uh, Central Time when the spy ended, I played right up until five, and right when they did, uh, I I went on like a ten match winning streak. I was like killing it with my teams, and I kept getting paired up with new people because I was doing tricolor battles, trying to do tricolor battles and uh-huh. try. Um, I only did like two the entire time, so yeah, they need to work on that. But, uh. I had like a winning streak and I was just like, okay, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, let's keep it going. And I actually lost track. I was just like, wait a minute, how am I, how good have I done? And, and then I checked and I actually had almost evened out in terms of mm-hmm. losses. And then I got greedy and I lost two in a row to end the Splatfest, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, if you recall my, my talk about the original Splatfest, I talked about how you know you didn't care if you lost, you just wanted to keep going. I cared today i I cared that time because it was like oh you know i lose two but then i'll win one and i feel good but then when you get the losing streak going you're just like what am i doing wrong
0: Mm -hmm. like it was
1: so maddening and i will blame my teammates because i can't tell you how many times i had people who would just dart they would dart to the center they would start right to go in after the other opponents and I'm just like, that's not the point of the game. So here I am with my uh splatter shot and I'm just like inking on my area and then I'll finally go into the middle and then I'll get like killed like a thousand times. And I'm just like, okay fine, just re-inking, re-inking, and it's just like it's never working. And then one then weirdly, when I was doing the tri-color battles I kept getting paired with the different teams, that's when I got on my minute winning streak. Every time I tried just a regular battle, I would go on a losing streak. When I did a tricolor battle I went on the winning streak. That's that shouldn't happen, but it did, and it got so bad that it's just like again. I, I literally said this in our Discord. I don't think any of the elite players came onto Team Grub. <laughs> it definitely but, felt that way on it, my end too. It so <laughs> felt that way. It was like it was so bad. Um, but yeah, and, and of course Team Grub w- went in third, so that just like added insult to injury. We didn't win <laughs> a single category. No. <laughs> No, not a single one, and i was just like, you know what? That's fine. I'm gonna be eating nice on my island. I will watch your your corpses die of fun, and your gear all break, and I'll be eating enchiladas. You know, so whatever.
2: <laughs> it was kind of funny regarding to that, and in conversation, like, yeah, sure, sure, but you gotta get grub At least we'll be eating, which even Fry said that in her conversation. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, just a compliment on, on that side. Yeah, like being on team uh, gear on my side. Um, yes, I, it's surprisingly we did actually had some uh mirror ma- um same team matches so someone matches didn't count on my end but yeah majority of of people went to team gear and i, I did see notice that even with my me using my splash junior there has been like those who are actually much more better than me and in my experience, yeah, I pretty much went all all in on it since it, it began on that Friday night and I reached up to a level, uh, ruler level a plus 12, which, yes, I, I know, I know some people say I don't, I have way too much time in hand, but I want to see how far I can go. And yeah, even I have noticed some people actually. Some players actually reach up to I think past fifteen, and even like to to plus eighteen. But of course, like that's just for bragging rights. You don't actually get more snails out of that. So just FYI, if you're wondering about that. (laughs) I
1: got. I think I got to ruler plus three. Uh, Obviously, my losing streak hurt me quite a bit, uh, because I put in a substantial amount of games. But when you're only making like twenty to thirty H or uh, whatever. Plus mm-hmm. XP points. You know, you're you're not gaining levels, but then when I hit my winning streak, that's when I got to like ruler plus two, the ruler plus three. So I mean, that mm-hmm. was a good feeling. But... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once you end had that streaks, and yeah, I think I I was definitely in the positive realm. So I think I like like 10, 10, 10, uh plus wins overall. And and yeah, like the one thing that I really hate is like, yeah, I, I was I was basically I had some t- plus ten battles. I got my pearls, and like when I had that hundred plus. Ma- a hundred uh, times match. Unfortunately, I, we I got decimated and I couldn't get back. Like, uh, that was the worst feeling. That not ha- getting that bo- that special border around your name. So that was like the worst kind of feeling. And that was basically trying to reclaim back. But o- overall, yeah, my my experience is like at my hand was hurting, but I I managed to get my wins with my splashout juniors. And yeah, lo and behold, we 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 came out on top, which I'm very surprising uh, surprised by the stats that um in the open round open uh yeah rounds like uh team gear one but the pro league uh team fun won uh by i think 53 percent. so yeah, that was an interesting stat when at the end of it so yeah that, that's what i was curious about but yeah the fact that team fun almost clinched it just like a little bit just only five points short it was like that was that was quite surprising
3: I would have probably rioted if Team Fun won, to be honest. <laughs> see, see,
2: that's the irony, Scott. Remember, you were Team Fun
1: for this for the debate last <laughs> week. If you had actually stuck with that, you would have been on the
3: winning team. <laughs>
0: so,
3: how's that for irony? It is irony, but I still agree with Grub because I don't yep. think I would be in the right mindset without food <laughs> yeah. again
1: we're gonna be enchiladas and they'll just be wasting away i see no i see no errors in our logic so. also <laughs> i want to point out something my nemesis in this game now is not the splat splatters who don't spot their ink their home ink which i'll talk about later um it's mahi mahi resort
3: oh really i hate
1: that level i can't tell you how many times i face a team on my losing streak when like, one of them would be, like, perched on one of the central pillars and just, like, mm. smite me from far away.
2: Chargers are evil. Chargers <laughs> are evil. <Exactly. laughs>
1: oh my uh, gosh. Or or they push right to the edge of where our home base was, and they, like, come over, and we have to play defense. And then, of course, the water levels drop, and you have to ink all that new area. I mean, I know that I've I won that map only a few times compared to how many I lost. I'm just, like, I couldn't wait to get out of Mahi Mahi Resort.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a clever
1: mm-hmm. level design, I'm not gonna lie, but, like, no, I don't want to go
2: <laughs> back. Yeah, like Mahi Mahi Resort is definitely like ever shifting and especially that, those high perch levels. So, yeah, you got to be careful on that.
1: <laughs> All right, Sky, I only, you only played a little bit, but what was your experience?
3: Mine was probably more similar to Todd's. I basically uh, played for about like two hours or so because most of the weekend was spent on YouTube videos in case you aren't. Subscribe to the Outer Haven YouTube videos. You'll see there's a lot of new content up there that was benefited by me and Matt. <laughs> but uh, my basic experience is uh, nobody knew what was going on on my team, and everyone just kept dying. And I kept getting like the number one spot for like inking anything, like full both for home turf and like enemy turf. It's just like I feel like nobody was inking anything on my team ever.
2: Mm -hmm. they just go to the middle
3: to try to shoot people then died and it was just like congrats good job I'm so (laughs) happy for you guys
2: I hope you're happy you (laughs) You got like
3: a kill but you didn't get any ink anywhere
2: Mm-mm-mm. right and then like all that like that 0.5 even like i had my matches which was literally us. Uh, i actually had my uh my uh wins determined by 0.1 at times so like there were definitely times when you had to like players I, I don't like there are many way too many kids but again it's 3.45 million people out there who i don't know how many percentage of that is kids but yeah ain't your tank spawn <laughs>
3: Please ink the spot, and please don't just go for kills. That won't help anything.
2: I mean, unless you're in Anarchy Series battles, fine. But uh, when it's Turf War, come on, on SpaceX.
3: We're doing Turf War, make sure ink is everywhere. And by that, I mean on the floor with your ink color.
2: (laughs) On the floor, on the wall. (laughs) Just
3: ink everything that does not have ink on it.
2: Mm -hmm. Please.
3: Mm I don't know how much you have to like yell at people, but I felt like it, I may, it's probably good there's no voice chat in anything. <laughs> exactly, Because exactly. I feel like I would have just been yelling constantly of just like, why is no one eking anything? <laughs> yep.
2: yep, yep, yep.
3: All I'm saying is
1: again, I, I lost some by, I won one by 0.5%, I've lost one by 0.3%, I've won by 0.1%, I've lost by 0.1%. Every ink spot matters, and I, I can recall matches where uh we lost because they were so concerned about inking enemy turf that they didn't realize that there was someone in our zone just having free reign and like i would say like okay i think we got it and then all of a sudden the map comes up and there's this huge like swath of enemy ink in our zone i'm like there was no one there to cover that
3: (laughs) (laughs) i wonder why that's there yeah yeah I don't know but I feel like team grub just had a lot of people being way too casual about not doing anything on our ink side. <laughs> yeah. Like all all I'm saying
1: is that uh just do your jobs, okay? <laughs> do your jobs and I'll like, talk about this later uh, cuz of a certain thing that came out. But uh it it's not that complicated. It, it even says like it's turf wars it's in the name you're not fighting for the most kills you're fighting for the most turf
3: you like, are not that's... in call of duty get over it <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh you freaking noobs but like seriously is it okay to kill an opponent of course it is like it's when you're splatting and they come up to you to try and steal your turf you splat them to get them out of the way why so you can ink more turf all right if you want to have like one dedicated killer on your team fine go ahead because that, that can help balance things out, but make sure that you're inking while that person's trying to do all the killing. That's the point of the game. It's Turf Wars, my gosh. So, less high, <laughs> as they say.
2: Uh, right, right, and uh yeah, just as well, Aside uh, from the, the Splatfest that we've been playing, of course, Uh for- on my side, I actually have gone back to Fall, guys, because currently right now it is season two with the new passes and all that. I, I know it's been a while, but Final Magic will to touch upon that. And I got to say the new levels in season two with all these space levels. Yeah, definitely a quite a challenge. I mean, once you get off the, the learning curve, it's not too bad, but it's definitely a challenge. And as well, of course, naturally we'll find heroes. We had the, the new legendary banner with uh, legendary Ninian, which, again a very top tier uh dancers uh, a green cavalier so if you want to get that then by all means definitely if you have the spare orbs but of course naturally we're getting ready for the for the the halloween uh banner that's coming up yeah next month so i wonder what ne- unit's gonna be up until then so yeah get ready for one of those fate orbs
1: <laughs> yeah I-, I was tempted to uh do a run on the legendary banner but then i realized something uh if I was going to do it, I would want to do like you a know, full round to try and just get a nice hero. And that would take 20 orbs. When I was going to do the banner, I was at 686 orbs.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do the math. <laughs> if I had 686 orbs and I did a full round of 20, then my orb count would be...
3: Be the evil number. Yeah. i
1: kid you not i am haunted by the numbers 66 and 666 because i have to write scripts for my other jobs and for whatever reason every time i look down at the word count it's either really close to 66 or 666 and i don't know why and then uh i was watching tv the other day and and, or today and it was happy 66th birthday to a crap like i can't escape it
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the lark, the lark.
1: Yeah, look, look, I'm not. I am not saying. I, I, like I am a Christian. That's fine. I know about the, you know, the, the evil number of six six six. I'm not superstitious to that extent. But it's just weird that I keep, like, finding myself looking at that number and it's like, and then I went to get to do the summoning. I'm like, okay, I'll just do some orbs and then I look at my number and it'd be, it would end exactly on six six six. I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope,
2: nope yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's kind of I, kind of funny once you ironically landed that number and of course there's different funny numbers, the lucky seven numbers and all of that but yeah like once you like invest in that first one and again yeah go full on 100 orbs on it, then yeah that's pretty, that's, that's kind of that's funny in a sense yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I will also say now that uh now that this first splat fest is done
0: mm-hmm,
1: um, mm-hmm. I am going to take a step back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gonna let my, uh, Splatoon... Oh, I I don't even know what to call it. Uh, my drive to play Splatoon, like, settle down for a little bit. I wanna Mm -hmm. play uh, some other games. I'm gonna play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Because I've had that, the Mass Effect trilogy, and Final Fantasy VII integrated on my Steam account for a while and, like, not played any of it. Because (laughs) I've been busy with other things like Xenoblade (laughs) and Splatoon and all that. So I'm gonna, so before the October rush comes, because we're really close, I am gonna hopefully play uh, some of those games and just enjoy some, something else for a while. Because I have, I have, I am a master of table turf. I got all the way to Judd. As far mm. as I can tell, that's the last character to play at play against. And I'm at level twenty. Uh,
2: ah. Uh, okay. Okay.
1: Although I did learn today that, uh, or yesterday, that there is a Yu-Gi-Oh emote. Yes. Once you hit level, 30 yeah, on table the turf battle, one. you get that special <laughs> emote. Yes. Oh, you hit level thirty.
2: On Table Turf. Table okay, turf. so
1: yeah, that's why that's why I haven't gotten it yet. But yeah, so, so level 20, get, I've beaten Judd on all three levels, and I'm just like, you know, I'm good. And so I've done the Splatfest. I'm going to take a step back. I will be back for the next Splatfest, but yeah, I'll, I won't be playing Splatoon for a little bit, just so I can... <laughs> You know just enjoy something <laughs> else, but I had a good couple week run with that game, so I, I'm
2: not mm-hmm. mad. and yeah, also one more thing for me like, yeah, I actually have managed to go out go and finish up the entire catalog of reaching past 100. And yeah, once you hit once you finish up the catalog until and like the next season until uh, like November 15th, if I were correctly seeing on the date, uh, yeah, like once you pass the 100 mark, it, it's just basically a plus range. So instead of like getting something each every level, you, you only get like a special box, like a goodie box, every 10 levels afterwards. So, like, once you once you finish the catalog, you don't, it's not really much of a need to actually go back to the game unless you want to go full on S-plus ranks in the energy battles. So, just FYI.
3: You want to be the top player of all time? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, heck, I still want to go and get that. I, 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 I did never get that. I wanted to get to be an X-rank in Splatoon 2, so I will be trying to get to X-rank in Splatoon 3, yes.
1: All right. Let's head to the news, because there was quite a bit and uh going on from the big things to the little things so it's time to go down the warp pipe all right so first up let's get to arguably the biggest news of today of this time of recording ed sheeran <laughs> <laughs> so you might recall that last week we talked about how ed sheeran was going to release a new track called celestial uh, it would be a Pokemon collaboration in line with the P25 series that we got last year. And all of us were incredibly curious about how this was going to turn out. Would this just be like what happened with Katy Perry and Electric? Was it just a music video with Pokemon references and nothing else? Would this be an actual Pokemon song? Um, we kind of <laughs> landed right in the middle.
3: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Pretty much. Because, as I kind of predicted, uh, the music video was. Full of pokemon like it was ed sheeran on pokemon overload and i absolutely loved it like this you will love you'll love the song but the music video was was priceless i mean the, the, how they went from simple pokemon graphics to uh, full on they turned ed sheeran into an anime character all right and they recreated pokemon the first movie mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. because they can't <laughs> or in this case because he could um i bet you he requested that I personally like hey can oh we i i
3: have no doubt <laughs> yeah
1: remember he's an actual pokemon fan like he said like i i've been this way since i was seven with my brother and uh, it shows like you can see like the little things that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. clearly from him in terms of his pokemon fandom and it, it's a, it's a great music video this the track is killer like i think mm-hmm, this is good mm-hmm. this is a great song like i had it stuck in my head i i'm i'm singing it in my mind right now but um this if you can't tell this was the musical number we were gonna do <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh okay guys on the downbeat no uh but it's a it's a fun track and you there are some very light references i would say to pokemon <laughs> like for me the biggest one is the the main chorus hook you make me feel uh, like my troubled heart is a million miles away. What gamer doesn't feel like that when they're playing the game they love?
2: <laughs> I think that's just like any adult right now who's in their thirties, like can feel that way right now.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you could apply that line to everything, but like, for as a gamer, like I played Pokemon and just like been lost in the wonder like i've said that about Arceus. i said that about new pokemon snap i'm sure i'll say that about scarlet and violet when you're in a video game and you're like having a bad day that video game just takes you out of your mood and just brings you such joy and so i like that he also made a reference to like all the pokemon color versions mm-hmm. i believe i'll look at the lyrics uh, so overall i thought it was a great song it still doesn't feel the voids i feel that I feel, um, that I <laughs> talked about last week in that it's not, it. he never said Pokemon in the track. Like he Mm-mm. never said it once. Again, like all these references in the, the lyrics were all superficial and you could make your own connections versus the music video, which is like, you know, over the top anime uh, Pokemon style. And I'm, that's fine, but I want someone <laughs> to sing an actual Pokemon
2: song. Yes, yes. yes. And
1: share Like, and yes, he's like, oh, but the, the music video was totally Pokemon. I don't care. That's only half the battle. Just that's what GI <laughs> Joe says all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all
3: right?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, I, like, it, would it not hurt for any artist out there to say Pikachu, um, Snorlax, Mach- Machamp, all these different Pokemon? Ashley's, like. Sh- like, like flex your Pokemon nod, but no, no Pokemon name allowed. Just like all, your own lyrics. Like, really? Is it that much? Or is it, I don't know, if Pokemon Company is really that stingy with their IPs or Nintendo says like, no, no Pokemon names. You got to do your own lyrics. Like, I don't know. Is there like an unspeakable rule or something? I have no idea, but yeah, like it's just still it's definitely infuriating they can't say full-on pokemon names just like say like riding on a charizard yada 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 but yeah but for all, all it is Ed Sheer, this Ed Sheeran song of celestial like it, it was definitely a song that really p- picks you up on the mood and yeah overall it was, it was definitely a great song and great great tributes but again as you said Todd, like you can say pokemon names unless like nintendo and pokemon says you cannot do like just say the pokemon name include something yeah, even I, one picture line that's all we ask
1: yeah i mean again like I'm, I'm literally looking at the lyrics right now and the closest things that i can find to an actual pokemon reference is like a thousand colors in a brighter shade which is a reference could be reference to red blue and yellow and all that and uh like finding magic in the smallest of things which you could say is a reference to pokemon in certain ways but like it, nothing like screams like oh like he doesn't like gotta catch them all or uh <laughs> going from region to region to region or something like that you know even like the even looser references they're not there and i want that there and like i was not mad about this but i was like if i was to one up ed sheeran which i can clearly do ladies and gentlemen clearly uh like, i was already thinking of a song lyric in my head and i liked how it was going and it was just like and i i referenced the uh the pokemon theme song in the first lyric that's how easy it is, okay?
3: It's, should it be hard to make an actual Pokemon song Pokemon? Yeah.
1: yeah, and again, as I noted last week, if you don't want an original song for whatever reason, have them do covers! Have them do uh, even parodies if you want, or to uh, like do extensions of songs we've already had. That's what you did for all the Pokemon movies. You had the theme songs, and then you had the extended tracks for the for the movies. Like, do that! I'd love to hear Katy Perry singing the the, the Pokemon theme song or, or uh, Ed Sheeran. Let's see what what I want Ed Sheeran singing, um, or one of the other Pokemon theme songs. I'm sure he would kill it. Like he, they've got the voices, they clearly have the desire to be connected to Pokemon, especially Ed Sheeran. Let them do that. Like I, we're not asking for a whole album by one person, but like an okay. album of like twelve songs by twelve artists that are all Pokemon related. You can't tell me that won't sell this is pokemon
3: yeah honestly Mm -hmm. just let ed sheeran just go all out making pokemon references because i have a feeling he probably would love that
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i saw and and it's a small spoiler from the uh from the music video they recreate pokemon the first movie and they have mewtwo versus mew and ed sheeran pulls an ash and gets caught in their uh, crossfire (laughs) Yeah, yeah 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 and i saw someone online go wait a minute why in the world would they let Ed Sheeran kill himself in the music video. I'm like, oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about Ash Ketchup.
3: So, he don't... had a rough first movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: and don't worry, there was no Pokemon crying at the end, which actually says a lot. But uh... <laughs> I'll cry for Ash dying, but not Ed Sheeran. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but seriously, go listen to Celestial, it's a banger track, I'm not going to lie, and the music video is totally fun, but uh, Nintendo, please, Pokemon Company, please, just if you're going to do a collaboration, just let them make a Pokemon track, come on, what? and if you don't like it, don't do it again, <laughs> but you won't know until you try
2: right right come on like let they cut the red table ray. just let let them do it let them have fun yeah. you're cowards cowards you're cowards
1: <laughs> all right uh next up i want to go back to splatoon 3 really quick because uh Play did their review of splatoon 3 and because uh g4 was not around since uh splatoon came out uh splatoon 1 and splatoon 2 they basically did a history of the series and i actually didn't know some of the stuff about splatoon like it was uh first shown off as blocks yes at a gdc conference i really didn't know that or that they were going to be using rabbits <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: that was how i said that rabbits not <laughs> rabbits okay they're coming later um but I-, I was fascinated by the history and then to watch gerard like break down splatoon 3 and he was you could just tell he's like people ink your home turf
3: i'm like preach gerard preach. he said that like i think four times in the review he did
0: mm. he <laughs>
1: totally
3: did and it, was just, it was a lot of fun
1: uh I, x-play gave it a four out of five which remember they don't do the half star scale so i did which is why i gave my my 4.5 out of five um my only complaint with their review was that they said that there was nothing truly new about it and i'm like you just talked about table turf battle That's entirely new. (laughs) Pick up your mind, X-Play! So, uh, definitely go watch that, especially if you don't know the history of Splatoon in full. Uh, They loved the game. They thought everything was great. Uh, They did totally talk about the online, though. Mm. And, like, seeing a communication error has occurred, it just, like, hit me.
2: Yep. I've had yep, that
1: yep. Yep. So many times. Yeah.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Which, ironically enough, by the time this recording, just now they released a new patch for Splatoon Three. So apparently they have adjusted so lesser the frequency, quote unquote, of these disconnects. But I, who knows? Who knows?
1: <laughs> Believe it when it doesn't happen to you, right? <laughs> um, oh, actually, on that patch note, they also revealed that uh, if you're hosting a private server. You'll actually be able to quit the battles like mid-battle. Mm. Um, and the reason for this is that if, like, let's say, w- like, when we did our battles, Willow was always the host. Well, there were times when we were like, oh, we didn't, we forgot to do this. Oh, we didn't do this right. So he could have quit the match and then we could just go right back into it. And I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate that. Mm. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that will uh, be one of many improvements in the future because as much as we love Splatoon 3, They still need to fix things. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. it's not perfect. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. so yeah, just just uh, keep enjoying Splatoon. You 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 deserve it. Uh, But uh, hopefully we'll get a little bit stabler kind of service
2: going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it
1: just came out, so they got time.
2: Right, right, right. And as well, we're going to one more certain uh spotlight of review from the Honest Trailer as well. Correct.
1: Honest Trailers, Mm -hmm. yes, they uh, (laughs) they, yeah. Uh, I was ex- I was waiting for this, I honestly was, and it did not disappoint. They totally um, hit the nail on the head. It, they even said like, if you're looking for innovation, you're not gonna find it here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true, I mean, think about it. Between the original game and this one is eight years, which is actually pretty short in modern development terms,
3: um, unless you're Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah you don't you don't want to be call of Duty. No. i mean you want the money call of Duty you the makes money. you just don't want to be it <laughs> no so but
1: yeah they've they've innovated things just enough and they, and they were very uh they were very funny with how they handled it uh, i i love watching honest trailers is what i do every tuesday at 12 i stop what i'm doing i go right to honest trailers i either have some pop tarts or a bagel for my snack and i i enjoy honest trailers it's a, really a lot of fun so uh, go watch it. We have it up on our our, our site too, so you can enjoy that. But uh, I, I'm loving all the attention Splatoon is getting. I actually didn't think about X-Play reviewing it because they've been going through some weird stuff recently, <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, Splatoon 3 review. I'm like, OK, I'm watching that. Thanks,
0: Gerard. R-
2: right, which ironically enough, they also, he also uh, did a review on his own channel as well. So I think uh, that's kind of a curious thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I, bet, I bet he didn't get that uh, story mode glitch
2: Ah, uh, yeah, like, yeah, the Secret yeah. Cat. Uh, oh, whatever. yeah. Probably.
0: I'm just Probably. saying,
1: because I would have heard his completionist run.
2: <laughs>
1: so I, I took the hit for you, Gerard, okay? I took the hit for you. <laughs> Stupid glitch. All right. Uh, this next one is not technically a Nintendo radio, but not unlike what happened with GTA uh, a week back. I feel I I the need to talk about it. It's about Google Stadia. <laughs> 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 yeah. So for those who haven't heard yet, uh or don't don't care google stadia is going to be shutting down in uh january the writing was on the wall it never really took off and you know not exactly surprising
3: but you have google's great track record of you know keeping everything they touch alive
1: (laughs) (laughs) say say that more accurately outside of their main stuff (laughs) like google glasses and uh yeah so uh, but Stadia is ending, and that's 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 sad enough, you know. It's like you know you you never want to see someone fail unless you really really hate them. Um, Taika Waititi. White No, I'm joking. <laughs> Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder was horrible. But uh, the the reason I want to talk about this is because of what we found out after the announcement. So after the announcement of the Stadia, a couple of developers went onto Twitter and revealed that. Even though they had games literally imminently coming out on Stadia, they were giving—they were given no notice about Stadia shutting down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Google told them nothing. The Stadia team told them nothing. One developer even said that he, oh, sorry, he—he he contacted Stadia hours at uh, uh, like right after the announcement, and hours passed, and he had heard nothing from them. This is the epitome of a dick move.
2: Oh yeah, um,
1: yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, and let me break this more down in context. Developers have to spend money to port games. That's why some people prefer exclusivity. That way, they don't have to worry about you know making the port work, having it look good on another console, the coding, the online, and everything. Exclu- Despite what our boss Cooper Keith thinks, exclusivity does help developers at times, uh, just like a Nintendo. But. Uh, a lot of people were saying, hey, why don't you bring your games over to Stadia? And now you can kind of see why they didn't. Because not only was Stadia a failure, which is proven, uh, Google like completely burned all of the developers by not telling them that the thing was uh, shutting down. Multiple developers came forward and said that even though their games are coming out either soon or in November, they were told nothing about this. They have no idea about the refund policies, whether they're going to get some of their money back for porting games onto Stadia, it's a it's a total mess, and I'm sure Google's going to come out with some statement about oh we were planning to address all our developers at a later date. Um,
2: so why? <laughs> Before that- this is kind of things you could do before, like, yeah. before a mass, like... public
3: should be the last one to know that you're struggling. Yeah. The developers should know a lot earlier.
2: And the fact that, like, this kind of move makes even EA somewhat respectable. Like, <laughs> this is, like, really saying something. <laughs> like, the, like I've been seeing even, like, uh, some uh, Windows accounts, even when it goes to this, um, the Stadia storefront, it's completely shut down. It, it's not available anymore. So the wow. fact that trying to completely sweep this thing under the rug, like, and not notifying developers, it's just, like, this is not what you do. Th- like, you're making, like, evil corporations, like, it seems like, like, EA's, like, a saints, and they are just the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, and the fact that Google, like, sure, you got YouTube money and all that, but the fact that you do something like this to your developers and just, like, no warning, drop it up. Okay, good luck. We're ref- refunding all your money purchases, which in in hindsight may be good because again, you're refunding all the controllers, all the, the purchases, especially if you're like I think no, not what was it, a Kickstarter, but basically uh first uh first all um the people who jumped on the bandwagon of it, like yeah, yeah the founders their,
3: pack or whatever, yeah founders pack,
2: yeah, yeah founders pack, and they like they're getting the refunds like that is like. Okay, fine, but the fact that this is just like so anti-developer and all that is just Google. You're not helping your image a- a- any t- any more than it already is.
1: Yeah, I just want to note something. Um... You were talking about sweeping things under the rug. I think you're a little bit confused. Uh, Warner Bros. Discovery sweeps things under the rug. Hey. Oh! Hey, <laughs> oh! It's like, yeah, you were talking about EA, and I'm like, you know, that's a good comparison. They used to sweep things under the rug. I'm like, wait a minute, aren't you talking about Warner Brothers. Discovery In uh, all of their animated series?
3: Uh, <laughs> and what and animated Tsunami series? got hit, man. Like, what the heck? <laughs> so,
1: uh and we've talked about this in the past you know developers aren't saints we know this there's been so many issues with like activision blizzard with telltale games nintendo even which we'll talk about later uh microsoft sony all of them have acted dickish in the past but you'd hope that by this point in time there would be at least some common courtesy on the most basic of levels like okay this isn't working hey we're gonna you know we're going to shut down. Let's let the devs know. Like, this is the cutoff date. We Make apologies. Make sure they have all the information they need. we will uh, make the Stadia announcement. No, they're like, eh, they'll find out eventually. they uh, <laughs> oh, The rest of uh, the world finds out, apparently. <laughs> and, and, and not to, you know, glorify Nintendo above all else. Not that, you know, we're a Nintendo-themed podcast or anything. But when the Wii U was suffering, Mm-mm. Mr. Iwata took a pay cut. Yep. To make sure that everyone else was getting paid so that they didn't, you know, suffer a loss. He mm. took a pay cut to take care of his people.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Uh, Go- Google definitely didn't do that, and they absolutely could have afforded to do that.
0: Oh, for sure. Well, oh, yeah, you, buddy. Of, Google, cool, of course. Yeah. All things.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. no. No, no, no. Hey, Google, how, do y- how can you be a good person?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that the trending search system?
1: No, I wish. I just I just thought about that. Like I was like, hey, maybe they should Google be a good person.
0: <laughs> 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 oh
1: the pain. But uh but hey, let's look on the bright side, gentlemen. At least we'll not have to see another one of those weird as heck Google Stadia commercials. Remember those?
2: Uh, <laughs> those yeah, thankfully, words? no more commercials at e, like this past E3s or like whatever presentation. Yet, yeah, like, and again, cloud gaming, sure. Unless you have the uh, heart. Again, as I said, there is a possibility with cloud gaming. Again, the fact that you need to have stable internet and all that. And this, this was one example of what not to do. Yeah. So, yes, there is a possibility, but this isn't it.
1: Yeah, I see it. I honestly see it the same way I see VR games. Is VR the future? Maybe but you have so many walls to clear that it's gonna be a long game, all right? you know, And this wasn't like converting from cartridges to CDs. That was just a natural evolution. It's, oh, I'm putting it the data on this thing instead of this thing, and this thing ha- allows me more space. That's different, all right? This is, I am asking you to change your whole perception of gaming as a whole and make sure you have this so that it'll work. The, with regular consoles, the only thing you have to have to work is a charger or a plug into the wall to have electricity. all right like that having a stable internet connection is not always a guarantee and even then most people wouldn't want to waste their internet on that. I'm just saying <laughs> so, was it was it a nice attempt? Sure. Could they have made it work? Maybe did they execute it properly? No. Are they are they failing horribly right now? Yes. So, uh So in conclusion, suck at Google. All right. Let's let's talk about happier things, gentlemen. Happier things. Let's talk about Pokemon plushies. Yes.
3: That is much happier. That
1: is much happier. Uh I am a proud owner of a uh nearly 2 foot tall uh Eevee plushie. He's adorable. I I take them with me to Comic-Cons. But uh, the Pokemon Center, where I got that epic Rayquaza jacket, still recommend it. They revealed today that a life-size sphiel plushie is now available. (laughs) Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, Todd. Life-size in relativity to what? Like a a person? Well, kind of. If you look up the actual Pokedex entry for a spheal, a spheal is two feet seven inches tall. The plushie that you can get on the Pokemon Center is uh basically two feet seven and a half inches tall and thirty-seven inches wide. Woo! It's a big boy.
0: Wow, <laughs> it, I yeah,
2: I, I kind of find it as well because uh, Allegra Clark, uh, a voice actress who probably not recognized as uh, Catherine and all, uh, in, in Final Three Hopes, actually w- went on Twitch and actually raised the funds from her supporters to actually get the spiel plushie. So, <laughs> <laughs> like she she really wanted that plushie. Like, uh, can we have a spiel's fun? It's, it's on her Twitter account, you could check Allegra Clark's Twitter, and that yeah, like her, t- her supporters raised up enough funds. To actually get that like yeah like five hundred dollar plus shipping spiel plushie so yeah. yeah, oh, like yeah. Hold, it's... On, hold on hold
1: on um you're 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 half correct. All right. The plushie itself, besides being big, is four hundred and fifty dollars. The shipping is okay, okay, free.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay yeah, right.
1: raises it to about five hundred bucks. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. There, there's a reason that lady was you know trying to raise funds to get this feel Um <laughs> there's actually a picture on the Pokemon website uh the Pokemon Center website of like a, a a lady holding this feel, and it's just like she's like engulfed by it all right this this thing is not small again 32 inches high basically 37 inches wide it big
2: it's will be it's basically a beanbag
3: it's a chunk it's like play chunk <laughs> it's not a chunk it's a, not a chunk it's a chunk chunk it's a chunk chunk so
1: yeah it's uh it big it really really big and Again, go to the Pokemon Center. It's there for all to see, and don't get me wrong. I knew I can tell you from Comic Con experience that Pokemon plushies are ridiculously overpriced. Like the, my Eevee was <laughs> forty bucks. It's that was a perfect price for it. I saw ones smaller than that Eevee going for seventy, and I'm like,
0: heck mm. no! You yeah, have to yeah, find
1: yeah. the right people. That's why you shop everywhere to look for the best price. I would not pay four hundred fifty dollars for that Sfeil, not the least of which is that I don't have room for it in my home. Although. I would get it just to freak out my parents when they come over next. because They are always talking about how my room is cluttered and I would just put the spiel right across from my doorway so that when they enter, they see that thing and they go, Todd, what's this? It's my spiel! Why do you have such a thing? Just because.
2: Yeah, why, I think that's that not, is
1: mother?
2: that that is our current trend these days. Like, yeah, we didn't never had the fortune buy these like plushies, toys, figurines. Like, yes, it's it's a, it's not a phase, wow We never had this fortune. <laughs> Let me have it now.
1: That's, that's exactly it. Like, I bought my EV not just because it's incredible. Like, I wish you guys could feel it. It's so soft but it, it, was just, it spoke to me on a deep Pokemon fanboy level. <laughs> it, it spoke to me like Ed Sheeran's song spoke to him. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that my, I I, I feel that Eevee is celestial. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, that wasn't my best. But I I wanted it on like a deep fanboy level and there are people I know like that voice actress who will totally want to get this just so they could say that they have a life-size feel. <laughs> but uh i'm not one of them i am content in my pokemon fandom that i don't need a, a giant spiel in my life uh and if it was like a giant eevee i would i would think about it
3: or a uh, giant
1: pikachu i mean pikachu life-size would like what be like a foot i mean compared to ash pikachu's not that big i mean he rests on his shoulder uh it doesn't matter but like for a life-size like a charizard yeah like that thing's five feet tall roughly and then in, in the pokemon mm-hmm. games um, which is actually a lot smaller than you think it would be, but like a life size Charizard, I would consider it. Heck yeah, life size Mewtwo. Like you remember the 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 Mewtwo in the tube? Uh, the yeah, yeah yeah, Japan, yeah, yeah, Totally still <laughs> want that. I totally still want that. I would freak people out, and I do not care. Um, yeah, I, th- those are a one a life size feel, not so much. Not so much. Speaking of things I don't need in my life, let's talk about Wiglet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: there was a uh uh another one of them we want to call them? like faux documentaries of a new pokemon discovery for pokemon scarlet and violet and they revealed the pokemon wiglet now if you're thinking oh is this a regional variant of diglet it is not is this a evolution for diglet it is not it is simply wiglet the sea snake pokemon uh Actually, I'm not sure that's right now. I gotta look up the tweet. Uh, but it is a brand new Pokemon from Paldea, and it's it's something.
2: (laughs) It's a bloody Kazu! Like even Monster Hunter (laughs) uh, official Twitter account basically said, "Oh, a new friend," and have a freaking picture of a Kazu right there, like it's a stinking Kazu. And even many people look, of course, like yes it is based on the CNA, but of course like a lot of people think of it as a little, a little bit too ahem, phallic in regards to it so of course that people even christina V on twitter like she did not her to post but even says hey that that wicked look is kind of mm. <laughs> i kid you not i kid you not I, believe,
1: uh, I mean it's not hard to not see i mean it really is you know um Okay, for the record, I'm sorry. It's not a sea snake Pokemon. It's a garden eel Pokemon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has the long body, though, because it rests in the sand, but it gets food out of the ocean. Which, <laughs> I mean, that, that, at least they explain it. Like, <laughs> like uh, although... Look, look, ladies and gentlemen, we've already talked about some serious topics here, but um, we need to talk to you about uh, another serious issue in media today, and that is the topic of whitewashing uh oh my <laughs> god
0: <laughs> mm. like all i'm saying is that diglets are dark-skinned
1: and now they're not so like <laughs> pokemon whitewashing
0: <laughs> oh, I,
1: I swear that just came to me like it, it, dude they just made it whiter i'm like oh my gosh that's whitewashing um, <laughs> i mean um. tell me i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong is that- i mean again we
2: had that uh, with regard to arceus and uh Corselia being like yeah faded or yeah i think it was another one of the game well i forget but yeah we have 16 just like up to a complete color color change yeah yeah, yeah like completely like yeah and now we're just making to white for for some odd reason in regard to Paldea. like yeah. what's the reason why is it is it because of the sea because that that a diglet became a, a wiglet? it's like yeah <laughs> I don't know, yeah yeah like yeah. I, I just like that like, like that interaction like that diglet and wiggly like oh it's, it's like it's reacting oh that's cute but yeah the fact that one it's facing a diglet and it's yeah it's yeah. it's. The shape, the
3: shape. Now i just have to know how many people are going to try to do only Wiglet runs. Oh god! Oh, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> oh, uh,
2: just some other information.
1: Uh, unlike a Diglet, Wiglet is a water type. We actually see it doing like a water gun attack in its trailer. And according to the Pokemon Twitter, boasting an exceptional sense of smell, Wiglet can scent, can pick up scents from over sixty feet away. When it notices the scent of other Pokemon, Wiggle, Wiggle, dang it, Wiglet, uh Okay, can we just talk about that really quick? It's it's supposed to be said let like diglet, but right. you could actually pronounce it go let.
3: I mean you could. Uh,
2: an extra syllable in that is kinda I'm just saying
1: like like it's wig let. I'm just I'm gonna sweat or wig l et, you know. It's there. You could semantics, semantics. Sem- semantics, <laughs> and it goes to that other reference. Uh also, if you're wondering why it looks like that, apparently the ocean washed the color away. white. Moving
3: on! Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i sorry, thanks. it, it was—it's was right there. It is right there. Uh, for the record, no, I'm not making fun of whitewashing. It is a terrible thing that happens in Hollywood. I do hate it, especially in like in the MCU where they should have absolutely known better. I'm just saying. Also, if you haven't heard about the Blade news, look it up. Wee! Now that is hilarious. How do you fail with a Blade movie? Okay, Guillermo del Toro did it twice. Pretty sure he didn't do Blade Trinity. That doesn't sound like him. Like mean, Blade Trinity was horrible. Anyway, moving up for real this time uh we got a new story trailer for mario rabbit's uh sparks of hope and it may have unintentionally answered or intentionally answered one of the biggest questions of the game so far have you guys seen the new story trailer
2: i did not yet i only okay. seen snippets
1: okay um uh, very loosely it was just a narrator talking about how Mario and the rabbits had to come together again to fight the evil Cursa uh, who was trying to take the sparks. This all we know. At the end of the trailer, we see Cursa taking some of the sparks. So again, the sparks are fusions of the Lumas and the rabbits, okay? And they have special abilities which you will be able to use in battle. When Cursa grabs the sparks, Cursa's eye changes. like it has one eye on the right side. It changes on left side it goes from red to blue and it looks rather human so who do we know that has blue eyes and is currently missing from the game
2: mm.
3: this is not your question <laughs> we've talked about her in three the- two
2: one it's
3: Yeah. yes, yes.
1: hersa <laughs> somehow is a dark version of rosalina and even note that there is a secret in the galaxy that could cause the light to go away the secret probably being that something happened to rosalina and she is cursed which is why we have a rabid rosalina but not rosalina proper i appreciate this twist if this is indeed how it's going to go
2: and i mean like the story like I'm pre- I remember like the first game wasn't it wasn't too deep. I'm so it's nothing that complicated. So yeah. the fact like it's something simple as this, like sure, I, I can appreciate a simple story, so yeah, yeah. Th- like this will make sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean remember the first one, like they didn't even explain why Bowser got corrupted, really. It was just that Bowser was corrupted and he was a really hard boss fight. So
3: It was it was just for the aesthetics. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so at least they're gonna uh, potentially at least do more. Uh, teases of what's to come, or uh, with what happened to Rosalina as we go through the story. So we we shall see. But uh, the story trailer is really cool, looking, especially the opening where they do like out of, outside of gameplay content. So go and watch that. Uh, I think you'll really really enjoy it. Next up we have Daddy Sakurai. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he's been doing some really great videos as of late, including a UI video where he talks about Persona Five yes yep. he does it's yep. oh, I, that's one of my favorites because mm-hmm. how, how they showed the graphics of, of uh, persona to show off the their style of ui versus and even sakurai is like is this the best way to have ui probably not but if they toned it down it wouldn't be persona 5 now would it like, <laughs> <"That's true." laughs> so and that actually leads to the point of me bringing up daddy sakurai again is that uh there was a video he made Uh, recently about how quickly you should get into gameplay he specifically said that his personal belief is that you should get into the game like actual gameplay within three minutes of the game starting so like not including like you know opening graphics before the start screen or whatever because you can skip those but once the game starts you should be in there within three minutes and he notes that there are plenty of games that don't do that especially in the rpg genre where they you know Fill it up with lore
3: and cutscenes. You've tomorrow. got an hour of cutscenes until you get to the game. It's no, just no, no, no. that's, that's <laughs> metal here. Uh,
1: uh, that's some dang fine cutscenes. Kojima. Uh, so, a lot of people took that as a dig at some of the other developers. And so, naturally, because it's YouTube, a lot of comments started throwing shade at developers for not following Sakurai's rule. So, in his first community post, he revealed that, or he stated that he requests no hate to other developers uh, as part of his videos. He doesn't want to see them on his channel because he owes a lot to a lot of developers, and he plays a lot of games, and he knows a lot of them personally in one facet or another. And so he doesn't want any hate to be thrown at them because he's not, he's not throwing hate on them, so neither should you.
0: Uh, I appreciate
1: this. Just because this was something that even i picked up on because i'm like "Ooh, i think i think sakurai's throwing some shade and he's like, <laughs> no i'm not i'm just i'm just stating my beliefs and as i wrote for someone else it's like this is this is his, this is the whole point of the series this is his beliefs and experiences on games we can all name games that don't follow sakurai's rules or beliefs and he actually points them out in some of the videos like the one about the uh, stopping the game momentarily when a character dies. Like, when a
2: bad guy right. dies,
1: you know, he, he showed how past games didn't do that, and then actually quote-unquote improved them through his uh through his suggestions
2: you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so. right 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 like e- like even the de- the demonstrations he showed in that video like yeah even they showed off uh, Death Stranding which is Kojima's project like yeah Death Stranding is definitely one of such things including his own game like going back to us with Smash Bros Ultimate so yes again it is his philosophy his own beliefs but don't take it as gospel it, it like each each developer has their own style like again I won't compare like of course, we, for example, like Miyazaki of uh, From Software, like his his thing is completely different from uh, Sakurai's philosophy. And of course, like, for example, Suda51 of Grasshopper Manufacturer of Men Heroes. That, <laughs> that guy is crazy as heck. But again, Sakurai <laughs> respects him, and the fact that he has uh, Travis Touchdown as a me costume, I and mean, that's fair. And of course, like ah, this game from Yada Yada. So so either way, they all walks of life, all different paths. I mean, even with a Tekken producer, is just like with Harada, like. Everyone has their own style. Everyone has their skills. Like, it, there is no one right way to make a video game.
1: No, I mean that's the beauty of it is that there are so many people. Like, again, look, let's go back to Mario and rabbits. Who would have thought that would have worked?
3: Right, right, we right this, it we Wasn't me. I can tell you that. No, it wasn't. Anyone. <laughs> you
1: weren't. You weren't here for that episode, Scott. But when we when we covered the leak before the E3 reveal, we were like, this isn't real. There's no way <laughs> Mario's got a gun. There's no way this will work. <laughs> totally fake. It's not. It was totally real, and now we're excited for the sequel next month. So, but if that guy had not had that idea of putting the Mario Mario Crew and rabbits together in a tactical RPG, it would have never happened. We would miss out on a great gameplay experience.
2: Right, I and mean, we will we'll miss another great masterpiece from Grand Kirkhope. Yeah, and <laughs> you know Tyler we'll would miss that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, sometimes they're they're for up and coming developers, like indie people. Um. Sakurai's words can be an excellent guiding tool or a baseline. Like, here's what you should, like the, with the UI, yeah, you need to have style to make it stand out, but you need to have clarity so that it can be read and understood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the Persona mm-hmm. 5 crew went crazy because they could. They've, they did the standard stuff or standard-ish stuff with, you know, their past titles, and it either wasn't working or it wasn't grabbing people like it probably should have. Again, like Persona 5 or 4 Golden is Hail is one of the best, uh, of the series even beyond persona 5 persona 5 was just like let's just crank up the style and see what happens and they totally did <laughs> and, and what was everyone talking about the style so, <laughs> sometimes you have to break convention that's just the way it is but yeah don't throw hate on sakurai's channel he's he really loves doing this you can really really tell so let him do his thing and then you can judge in private or on social media or whatever but don't do it on his channel okay so because remember daddy sakurai is always watching and if, <laughs> and if you keep throwing hey he probably will not make another smash brothers For so do it for all of us okay right
0: i'll
2: probably see he'll have Please, his, he'll piece, his cat on, yeah. Yeah.
1: it's like i told i told you to not insult other developers on my channel you didn't do so so i'm not making smash brothers don't ever ask me for anything again <laughs> <laughs> all right winding down uh there were a couple of new uh character shorts Uh, Footage releases for Fire Emblem Engage Showing Fram and Cram Such clever names Not really (laughs) Um, But what everyone really noticed was the the, the, Speaking of UI The extra things on the UI Like the character animations onto them Then the character animations for the attacks Were incredibly detailed Which I know Mm. Scott knows about As he has played Team Gust games in the past (laughs) Yes (laughs) So But I was I was I was writing one up and it was like oh this is a monk character and I'm like okay it's probably gonna attack him with a stab no she does a full roundhouse kick, just like full energy side (laughs) kick I'm just like okay very the
3: proper monk style of fighting (laughs) yeah the grappler the grappler yeah this is like
1: Shaolin monk all right (laughs) like this ain't just I mean and she can be a healer but it's like no I want her to attack more often (laughs) so. And like every everyone who's been seeing these clips have been praising the visuals, and I and I don't blame them. It they are very beautiful, and I like the small touches that make it really pop because that's absolutely what you need uh, for this new game. And hopefully, we'll get another trailer before too long because I want to see more and I want to learn more and I want to know about who else is going to show up via the rings and all that. So hopefully, we'll get information on that soon enough.
3: Yes, And I want to see more of their beautiful animations. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, again, and, and this is another thing. Like, uh, think of intelligent systems. Like when they were doing this, the animations for all the other past games. You, sometimes you couldn't even tell that uh, you, the character had like a face on. Like I remember Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. At times, you couldn't see like the faces of the bad guys or like Ike at times because of how far back the camera was. But that was okay but with this one it's like no i want to see like beautiful (laughs) animations i want her to kick like nothing else you know (laughs) it's and i love that i I love that so yeah just enjoy it okay enjoy it all right uh next oh yeah this was a fun one do you guys remember the me fighter reveal trailer
3: I think so, yeah Forever ago, okay. I think <laughs> oh,
1: Okay, It was the trailer where Reggie and Mr. Iwata fought
3: uh, okay. Yes!
1: Yeah, it was epic, I rewatched it And uh, uh, Reggie was on the Kit and Krista podcast And he revealed that Even though it looks like they filmed it together They really didn't uh, Reggie was in Seattle at the time And Mr. Iwata, like Mr. Iwata, rest in peace Was still in Japan And so they filmed their individual shots uh, They filmed all of their individual stuff To get or apart, and then when they had to do like the close up shots, they had to find a stunt double for Reggie. Reggie's a big guy, (laughs) (laughs) and trying to find a big guy like that in Japan, while not impossible, was difficult. So, what they had to do, apparently, according to Reggie, was they had to angle up the the camera to make him seem bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. So you can see kind of where the like the stunt double comes in and uh, i mean reggie and a lot of filmed all their own stuff like the the moves and the attacks and whatever it was really fun but i just like the idea of this you know regular average sized japanese man trying to be made look as big as
2: reggie <laughs> like that's just a fun thought a japanese man basically had to uh, imitate a bronx man which <laughs> yeah, yeah good luck with that <laughs>
1: oh you think that you could find someone like me in japan what's wrong with you <laughs> uh no like i i watched that trailer uh after i heard this story and i was just like that's hilarious because that was such a fun trailer. because like, we had no idea what was going on that was the one where they did the uh robot chicken opening
2: oh yeah um, yeah, 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 the yeah. best
1: presentations ever like i'm sorry but them doing robot chicken uh reggie setting a guy on fire for asking about Mother Three. <laughs> it was so great it's like how about this instead he pulls out a fire flower and he sets a guy on fire and then uh he gets attached by mario and Bowser. while i go reggie on these fools watch this presentation Ah! (laughs)
0: like
1: i want that you know what i want i want them to bring that back but do it with anime like anime graphics like get studio trigger or somebody to do something
0: and then have
1: like uh shigeru miyamoto uh uh, brings Shintaro Furukawa, the, the other guy whose name, I'm sorry, I can't remember. And then they're all getting beaten up and then they ask for backup and, and then out of a warp pipe comes da- uh, Sakurai and they go, Daddy Sakurai! <laughs> and it's just, you know, Sakurai and, like, Epic pose, I'm like I totally want to see that. If see they
2: it. do that in the next E3, which it will be coming back in an in, in-person in show, like yeah, right. I would love to see that. Or if they do it in an in a um, E3 uh, Nintendo Direct presentation, oh, yeah, yes.
1: I, I, I feel it would have to be a presentation. They're not going to go back to live showings anymore. They they no. they, they like their directs too much. Yeah, yeah, okay, still have yeah. have that yeah, yeah. in the direct, you know, like have some fun because right, I've been right, 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 seeing right. a lot of people looking back on those presentations, like the the, the chicken one, the puppets one. Uh, sorry, the Muppets one I should say, and like they, they, even though the Muppets one happened like one of the worst E3s because that's when we had Star Fox Zero. If you yeah, recall, yeah, yeah. like the, just the idea that they were willing to do that, like they had Iwata, uh, Miyamoto and Reggie as Muppets, and they were you know voicing them and everything. It was great. I I want to see more of that.
2: The fact they they commissioned Jim Henderson Company to make these Muppets is just yeah. like wow! I never would have thought. And of course, they naturally—I will always remember going to that final pre- end presentation with freaking Miyamoto uh, presenting with a Twilight Princess. That was like forever immortalized. Which I, I sadly will never get that again. But no. still, you never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I know that I see some people saying like you hey, know like you guys shouldn't expect Nintendo to do all these things. I'm like it's not about that. It's just. At that era, especially with Reggie there, you could tell they were having so much fun just talking about the games and presenting. Like I remember when Reggie was doing the the We Fit board, Uh, and they weighed him, and he's like, they said he was overweight, (laughs) and he was just like, he had to contain himself because he's like, "Uh, I'm gonna kill this board, so. But like I, I want, I want that whimsiness, you know. I would, if I was at Nintendo, I would definitely pitch for that, like to be the person to bring the, like kind of the fun back to the presentations and everything. The directs are fun, don't get me wrong. But do you remember when actual Bowser showed up because Doug Bowser had gotten promoted? It's like this is our new boss, Bowser, and then Bowser shows up in a tie. <laughs> like I want more of that. Like I want some more fun to go alongside the gaming announcements. Like that would go a long way with fans. So. Ah, oh, it's a dream. <laughs> and sadly, now we must go to the darker piece of news. Uh, there is word going around that Nintendo has been very unpleasant with certain individuals who have been trying to unionize. Dun, dun, dun. This oh. came from a, a Nintendo game tester who alleged that they were reprimanded and eventually fired after asking leadership about unions. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh yeah, here we go he goes at one point during a qa portion portion with nintendo of america president doug bowser ironically enough uh the, this person his name is uh oh yeah, here we go uh, mckenzie clifton uh asked company's thoughts regarding the unionization trend in games qa and a response was not provided and later that day a supervisor from Maston carter called them and said it was a downer question. Uh, they were advised to send such inquiries to the contracting firm rather than Nintendo. Clifton was fired less than a month later. Uh-huh. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Now, according to Nintendo, they said the tester was fired after publicly disclosing confidential information, which would obviously be grounds for dismissal, especially after what happened, <laughs> especially with what we know about, you know, like the GTA leak and all that. Um. Uh. Uh. Uh-uh. something just doesn't feel right about that so he's Clifton says that he believes it's a misdirection since the tweet he made was vague there's no way to properly guess what was, work was going on, if that's true then yeah, that was totally a bullcrap move so this isn't the first time that Nintendo's been under fire for something like this so uh, I'm not saying they have some explaining to do
2: but yeah they got some explaining to do <laughs> yeah like we, we, we dread these kind of things happening, especially with the recent state of the game industry. And yeah, you expect this thing from EA, blue, but Nintendo of all people. Yeah. Uh, can we just treat our employees like humans and not like <laughs> refuse? Come on.
3: Yeah. It's one of those things that they have to, we have to have more of people actually trying to treat their employees right as well as actually, you know, not just firing people for some of the smallest things
1: hmm <laughs> yeah i mean yeah yeah as a former qa tester um i could say that there are ways to go like i this is a true story uh when i when i was at when i was at volition for uh my qa testing i uh i was in the middle of my game development course at uh depaul university and i uh i was you know head in the cloud you know i want to make games i already had ideas for what i wanted to make and there was this internal meeting with one of the heads of thq the, the former thq and they were telling us about all these games that were coming out and for whatever reason i had the thought i was like should I ask, should I, should I maybe ask about maybe pitching a game? And so I was like, you know, I probably should ask a friend of mine about that. So I leaned over to go, Hey man, I shouldn't do this. Right. And he goes, yeah, dude, don't do that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I didn't later on during an evaluation, my boss, like my boss came out to me and go, Hey, did you really want to pitch a game to THQ at that meeting? I'm like, how did you hear about that? I told one person he goes, yeah. And they told me, I'm like, I was just, seriously, like that's what happened. I told one person I dropped it. I was not going to, you know, cross the line. But, like, I almost got in trouble for that. And I'm like, and he he helped me understand, like, you know, there is a process. There is a chain that you go to and that you are not a position to do that. And I'm like, oh, no, I understand that. I was just curious. And he goes, okay. But, yeah, if I had gotten fired over that, I would have gotten, I would have been really ticked off. So, like, and, and yeah, obviously union is is a greater issue than pitching, but it's the same concept. Like, I shouldn't have, I should not have had that conversation with my boss. And, because one person, me asking one person about this should not have led to that happening. Oh, like, no. Uh, this guy potentially getting fired over asking over unions because it was a downer question? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, that's, that's not cool at all. So hopefully this gets worked out and hopefully this isn't because again this is not the first time we've heard something about this with nintendo and unions right, right 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 so hopefully this gets settled because it's it doesn't make anyone look good and and as we've noted before with uh with google stadia no developer is perfect everybody's mm. a dick at some point
2: yep unfortunately
1: <laughs> it's just it's just nintendo picks usually the wrong issues to be dicks about
2: <laughs> true. that is true that is true <laughs>
3: yeah
1: don't worry worry, microsoft and sony are the same way we all know it's true all
3: right yeah it's a sad thing that's almost like the norm in this industry rather than an exception
1: exactly all right and now to our main event ladies and gentlemen and in light of all the pokemon news that we have had this week uh we're going to talk about something that i actually can't believe we've never discussed before on the podcast we are less than two months from the debut of gen 9 of Pokemon and the question has to be asked how long can this reasonably go and I'm sure on the back of your minds you probably have thought about this but you've probably never talked about it too much out loud because there always seemed to be another generation on the horizon so how many more generations does Pokemon actually have let's break it down in an N10 discussion <laughs> Okay, so the reason we're talking about this is for obvious reasons. It's obviously because can Ed Sheeran do more Pokemon songs? Uh, it's and uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, although I did, <laughs> I did forget to mention something about Ed Sheeran. Celestial is actually going to be in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet.
3: Oh. Yes, I'm excited to see where it's going to be put.
1: <laughs> I bet you it's going to be the end credits like yeah you, you beat probably the pokemon fair. league or your storyline and then it, it plays that as the makes sense makes like, sense i feel that that would be perfect credit or a perfect placement
3: match <laughs> just like the battle music notes
1: <laughs> oh, yeah you, you you versus the pokemon champ you make me feel like a oh, yeah you know <laughs> it's like this is not appropriate music i don't, don't want this song while i'm battling the champ um Damn, so, you, know, you, you got me thinking about it. Um, Make
3: the battle last longer so I could just listen to the song more. There you go. <laughs> no! <laughs>
1: game! I, want to, I want to hear it and share it again. Uh, <laughs> no, but with Pokemon Gen 9 and what we like seen with like P- with Fido and uh, Wiglet and so on and so forth, you have to really wonder how long the Pokemon company can keep this up. Because nine generations alone is eight generations more than was reasonably likely to happen. I mean, maybe one if they sold games. They're on Gen 9, a thousand spin-offs, a couple bunch of animes and everything. They've they've gone farther, done more. They are the best-selling franchise of all time, mainly because of the video games, but also because of, you know, apparel and anime and all that stuff. And we all accept that this can't last forever, okay? I don't need
3: 20 generations of Pokemon. <laughs> like, <laughs> the
0: world
3: of Pokemon can't be that big. Imagine us getting like a sandal Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> don't I forget, mean, we. They like, gave like, us a
1: sand castle Pokemon. did. So, that <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, like, That's it,
2: true. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, like. Because when Pokemon first came out back in like yeah 1995 back in like we were kids like oh you know, we never expected to be like grew grew this day and even people say oh it's just a fad it's not gonna it's got to go out real quick yeah 20 it's, plus years it's, later it's still kicking. man 20,
3: has this no, been no, one no, heck no. of a fad no
1: no no 25 <laughs> plus years later remember p 25 was last year.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like now we're still keep on going with this pokemon like i don't know are we still gonna be, be still playing pokemon even when we're like i don't know 50 60 like that, that that's a, new pokemon, is a possibility I, still be playing
3: I... Old ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean that's a possibility like that that would be something i'm mean, heck if they make that a new pokemon snap then then i don't know i here, here's hoping i don't kick the bucket then but like yeah thinking about like will pokemon still be around even after all these years like in and possibly even after we pass on in life is just like yeah like of course as you said all, all nothing st- ever stays the same and nothing lasts forever so eventually it will have to retire some especially even with like the creator uh like will probably got done and gone It's just like yeah how as you said like how long can they keep this up like are they gonna go microscopic they're gonna make some unique things all old, old things like or like just mesh it up like literally throwing it at a dartboard like oh let's make a pokemon out of that or like yeah let's make a table out of our pokemon or pots out of pokemon and then again we <laughs> have we have a tea kettle as a pokemon like or a oh, coat rack as a pokemon like doors like what other things can they do? Like we have time, we have gods, we have like literal time um space traveling Pokemon of Arceus. Like what other concepts was there? Are they gonna make a concept about Pokemon? It's like Yeah, like I I only wonder like what else and like how much is left in the tank for the pokemon company when making pokemon games we we are going through all the world we going to Japan, paris spain barcelona like what's next new york like heck i, I will be very happy if they make a new york uh america based pokemon but yeah i don't know how that would work out but pizza pokemon <laughs> new
1: york pizza pokemon
2: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah like and but going back to your original, the original questions like yeah uh it's just so like out of comprehension like can they really keep on going like even like when we're we're old and and they and, yeah, brittle like will we still be playing pokemon it's just it, that possibility it's like well i would like this hope they, they continue to do that but at the same time is like it's not realistic in a sense that's what i think anyway
1: scott
3: I don't know how long either. I'm guessing, though, it won't be... I have a feeling that the main generation will probably start to die down as they focused more probably on, like, not necessarily spinoffs, but, like, the Legends and other types of Pokemon games that just, like, I don't know, dive more into older lore rather than constantly working on new generations and new Pokemon. (laughs) Because, honestly, I mean, I already thought they were getting the, like... Well, scraping the last of the barrel pretty earlier on, like in the seventh gen. But I think that's just because that was the first time of me seeing the vanilla Pokemon. It just be like, the crap is this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All time least favorite Pokemon. Love. I mean, Black was a really like Black and White were really good games, but some of their Pokemon was just bonkers as crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely a, a, an interesting entry during that time, and yeah like from the Pokemon designs of how they can continue on like yeah making keys as Pokemon making ice cream as Pokemon like it's just like what other ideas can they do like making final adult a bread Pokemon is just like okay you make a a a a, a dish a, a chunk a Pokemon a that's basically like yeah, we're, we're probably not too far off from your idea, Todd, of actually having a, a full on legit pizza Pokemon. It's just like Yeah, I don't
3: do pizza Pokemon only runs.
1: <laughs> I, I'm just saying if they do a New York Pokemon, they're gonna have to do two. One with stripes for the Yankees and one in orange and blue for the Mets. No, <laughs> don't.
2: don't. Oh God. If they gotta uh, do that, I gotta bring bring in like Boston and you know how big of a feel okay. that is.
1: Uh let's see, uh, Red Red Suisse. Like re- uh, a pun on Red Sox, Red Seuss, or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 how, about a, how about a Pokemon named Bambino? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. You can have a Pokemon named Bambino after Babe Ruth, and he'll be the striped Pokemon. And then you have a Pokemon called Seaver for Tom Seaver, the legendary Mets pitcher, and of course, their rivals. Boom.
3: <laughs> Hire me now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't hire me now! Oh God,
3: is that what you want to be hired for, though? <laughs> if it gets me to Nintendo, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> that is that is fair.
1: It, it, remember, it's not how you get your foot in the door. It well, I mean, it guess it does matter in certain ways. But uh I, if I get my foot in the door with Nintendo, I will make the most of it. And so I just if if doing this podcast and one of them randomly hearing me think of ideas for New York Yankees and Mets Pokemon gets me in the door, I will take it and run.
3: Like baseball, cat, Pokemon.
1: Yeah, like like the like the like the music like the music number said, take the money and run. Oh, take the money. (laughs) Look, here's my uh, here's my thoughts on this. I actually am very much in line with what Scott was saying in that right now they actually have a golden opportunity to where they can focus less on less on the generations and more on the lore by doing Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm, like like mm -hmm. legends because. There are plenty of legendary Pokemon across multiple regions where they either haven't done a full story about, or they could expand on it more. Just some off the top of my head would be like Zygarde. Everyone thought we were getting Pokemon Z, and ironically, the anime did a story about Zygarde, and the games didn't. Um, or how about Jirachi? You know, they, the Jirachi had a great movie, but in the games, it was just there. Um shaman's already covered they did they did multiple things with that uh and the the movie was great but uh dark cry um, <laughs> but like they could they could go back and do one on the legendary dogs like all of mm-hmm, them and not mm-hmm. just Suicune. crystals still my favorite but uh like maybe do one on the legendary dogs and johto that would be kind of cool um they have they have the pokemon they could do like or how about all the reggies like make <laughs> them a uh a, a bigger focus, all four of them, and just have have them be a major storyline in the Legends game. With what they did with Arceus was great because they made Arceus the focal point, and yet he was still like in the background the whole time. Obviously, they would put a spin on that depending on the Pokemon, but they could have a lot of fun with that while fleshing out the lore and expanding the Pokemon world in its own way. Um, but they are totally going to run out of ideas. I mean, we're already seeing, not. I mean, like uh, Scott said, you know, they've escaped with the body and the barrel probably since Gen 5. And, I, and I've, I've hated that generation for a while, too, because it's like, hey, let's give Electabuzz an evolution for reasons. Let's give Magmar an <laughs> evolution for reasons. Let's make a Tang growth, because why not? Uh, because it's not a great idea. Shut up! <laughs> uh, you know, it, it... The beauty of Pokemon, as it's shown over 25 years, is that... It has the ability to be expanded and span off into all sorts of things. There was a a My Nintendo survey, apparently, that came out about a, a brand new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game. I know that one's popular, so maybe we'll get that on Switch in the later years. Who knows? But they could focus more on the nine gens that they have right now, expand it in unique ways, and then you know, five years down the road, we can get Gen 10. And Maybe five years after that, we could get Gen Eleven if we're around that long. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's be honest—if we make it to 2030, it's a miracle. Uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, by that time, we won't even have the second Final Fantasy Seven game. So, uh, <laughs> just saying. But oh, but it's coming out in winter 2023. Is it? Is it really?
3: I'm just saying. I care more about the Crisis Core game, but okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh yeah, I went there. Um. So, they have this massive franchise that they can do so much with. They don't need to keep cranking out generations. I think the reason they pushed so hard for Gen Nine, like Gen Eight was twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, because that was yeah because twenty seventeen was Mario and and Xenoblade in, in the later months. Um. Yeah, 2018 was uh sun and moon. No, uh, sword and shield. Sorry, sword and shield. Yeah, sword Sword and shield. And then uh last year was diamond and pearl or brilliant diamond shining pearl. So that was three years. And then this will be four years after that. So that is still a good period. But I don't mind them taking it five years the next time. Give them the space. Flesh out. Give us another Arceus. You know, um. Give us, give it, like you already gave us do Pokemon Snap. Give us something else new. Give us something that would feel fresh and exciting to reinvigorate us so that when we yeah. do get that 10th generation we'll be like, okay, this is meaningful. This <laughs> is awesome. Let's expand.
3: Yeah, give us a sequel to Gale of Darkness, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium 3! <laughs> More
0: sushi games!
1: <laughs> the, the options are there, but they need to like, we, we obviously don't know how, how good Scarlet and Violet will be. It, 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 they are trying. Like, if nothing else, they are trying to make this as special as possible with the open world, multiple story paths. They can still, they can still evolve things, pun intended, and in the gameplay aspect, because there's still things they can do. There's still ways to innovate on that space. But when it comes to the actual generations of Pokemon, we just got a Wiglet. Like, come on like do better
3: you put you can have some more time in the oven right (laughs) right right put put the fido in the oven
2: (laughs) 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 he was right there like like like, i mean again like they have spread out the pokemon games but yeah like we're not in any dire need to have like a new Pokemon like to reinvent the wheel anytime soon, and of course, like and also, can you please ease up with the whole dual releases, please? Like mean, that's also another gripe, but yeah like maybe just like make one one complete game of Pokemon that has like what all your ideas don't just separate into two versions like there's just so many ideas you can go with the future of Pokemon and like this aside from the whole name of Pokemon creating Pokemon so there's just a lot of things you can do do some fresh takes and all so like there's still definitely realms that you have not explored yet but also at the same time like one definitely don't don't be any rush just just do what you do what you can and just like just yeah, keep it up as it is but just don't burn yourself out on it that's basically what I'm trying to say yeah
1: because um, I I appreciate like I it's so hard to talk about because I really can't believe we've never discussed this before because again the, the feeling is oh yeah this is a great generation I wonder what they're going to make next time and the reason we're excited for Sword and Sheet oh dang it Scarlet and Violet is that <laughs> Arceus was awesome and it was, you know, that was semi-open world. It was a beautifully rendered game, in my opinion. And I know some of you don't like the graphics. Yeah, whatever. Haters! Uh, But I loved just about everything about that game. You know, the new Pokemon mechanics and how they handled things with is, You know, you being from the future and going to the past to, you know, catch the first Pokedex. I love that uh, concept. And I would love to see the Legends... Uh, t- uh, spin-off series expand to all the other regions and give us even more fun with, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about this. Mewtwo! <laughs> Dude, I mean, they, they focus on Mewtwo heavily in the anime, but, like, what if we actually get, like, an actual story with Mewtwo? Like,
3: that would be so awesome. Like, well, that us... would actually be pretty cool, especially yeah. if they, like, correlated that with Mewtwo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what
1: you did there. That was clever. So, but yeah, they have room with the Legends to do- go back to the previous lore, to show these regions in new ways and to have a lot of fun with it. and uh, Or to create entirely new gameplay experiences, like what we had with Arceus or like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon or Snap. They have the potential. I just I wonder if they're going to do it because th- we all know the phrase milking the cash cow. Eventually, that milk will stop.
2: <laughs> yep, yep.
1: Yeah, and I know it's going to be an utter defeat.
2: <laughs> oh. uh, please, you, the milk tank is going to go so far. Come
1: oh, on. don't have a cow, will? <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, you know, you're gonna you're gonna run out, and again, again, we got a wiglet, and they turn far fetched into a knight, and uh, you can vanillaite and ice and all them. It's 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 not good. It's it's not good. The cleft key and chandelier and the teapot Pokemon, like what is this? What is this madness? So and I love Pokemon with all my heart. I really do, and I would love to work on a Pokemon game one day as a writer or something else. But um, I don't I don't need twenty generations of Pokemon. Now I'm not saying it needs to end on Gen Ten, but I don't know how they can reasonably and fairly keep it going because they've set such a high bar and eventually they're gonna run they will run out of game mechanics to improve alongside the the new pokemon because you 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 know that none of the mainline games after scarlet and violet are going to go back to the linear style they'll have to keep being open world they'll have to keep you know innovating the open world so they have you know different storylines new paths you can take um you know new, new ways to play it and they're gonna run out and then it's like okay how do we just improve the pokemon well you're on 13 generations so how many things do you have left to make <laughs> so i mean there are only so many bird pokemon you can make right i mean eventually you're going to run out of species of birds and bugs and fish and uh you know amalgamations of legendary creatures so how far can you reasonably go pokemon company i don't want you to literally be at the bottom of the barrel and just like keep scraping you know blooding your fingers until we get a blood pokemon because you know that'll happen
3: um, yeah don't become a call of duty either <laughs> yeah exactly that's just, mm-hmm. bad. That's
0: mm-hmm. just
1: as bad um because i mean call of Duty scraped the bottom of the barrel for years and that's why they're like oh we're gonna take some time off and then they they really didn't like hey let's let's make a game called modern warfare didn't we already do that uh, i don't remember that. what if we do modern
3: warfare 2 we already we have, have like that too that <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And hey, next time, how about Modern Warfare Three? Oh. So, but definitely let us know what you all think about this because I am very curious. I want you to tell us wh- how long do you think the mainline Pokemon games can last. Let us know. And with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Okay, I'm be- okay. I'm good. I can feel it this time. We're, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. Let us know what you thought about Ed Sheeran's new song. Did you think it was a really good track? What did you think of the music video and the references to all the Pokemon? Uh, how did you do in the Splat Fest? Um, did, were you on the winning team? Please don't gloat if you were. Especially if you were on <laughs> team. And I know Team Fun didn't win, but if you were on Team Fun, you know, shame on you. You're gonna die on the island. Okay, you're gonna die. On the island. <laughs> I'm gonna be, me and me and me and Scott will be in the enchiladas. We'll be working on something that probably won't work, and you're going to be dying of fun. Someone will die. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris Pratt. Go away. Uh, uh, what do you think of Mario Rabbids trailer? Would you be tempted to get that spiel plushie? If you're going to buy the spiel plushie, okay, I want a picture. on put, the, put your picture on Twitter. Tag it at NEP Podcast, and we want to see you with the spiel. Alright, that's the challenge. If one of you actually buys it, Tag us on Twitter so we know you got it. Because I want to see the person that is really, really willing to get it. So, yeah, good luck with that. And again, uh, how long do you think Pokemon can reasonably go? So, for Skull Kid Scott and Wario Will, I am Triforce Todd. And ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, ooh, raise the
0: flag. <laughs>